Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit takechargeofyouair.com today. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Here's my shoulder for you to lean on with everything. Hey, and welcome to Really Good Shares. I'm AJ Delirium, and this is a podcast about recovery, but we're trying to expand that definition, like 10x that definition, uh, 4D that definition. Is there a 5D? Well, anyway, it's an expansive recovery podcast. We have interviews and anecdotes with people whose personal transformations have inspired me in my own recovery. And we've got the gritty down low musical stylings of Swamp Dog. Today's episode features Edith Zimmerman, writer, illustrator, and creator of the Substack newsletter Drawing Links, and illustrator of The Small Bow. She even did the logo for this show. We're going to talk to Edith today about her transition from a writer, a very successful one, mind you, to an illustrator. Her anxieties behind that transition were, um, I, I don't know if intense is the right word, but they were present. And her transition from writer to casual comics drawler to a full-time Substack illustrator was one that coincided almost directly with her sobriety. So this episode's about making changes and then reintroducing yourself to the world and the ways those changes can happen even if you haven't hit rock bottom. I knew Edith long before the small bow. I mean, we weren't best friends or anything or probably even real friends, to be honest, but she was editor of a very popular website called The Hairpin at the same time I was editor of a very popular website called Gawker.com. So... We were in similar orbits, at least. I wasn't a huge hairpin reader, mind you, but the stuff I did read of Edith was always entertaining. And then in June 2011, she wrote this profile of Chris Evans for GQ. This was just before Captain America had dropped. And Edith's profile was like nothing I'd ever read before. I mean, I've read dozens of celebrity profiles before, but never get so drunk throughout most of the reporting process that you forget to take notes profiles. Um... And by the way, this was her first big-time magazine feature she was asked to write. So here's a pretty tight section that will give at least a brief synopsis of what happened during what she refers to as her lost Saturday night in L.A. with the soon-to-be Captain America. And just to set the scene a bit, Edith had already been out with Chris Evans and some of his high school friends. She got a bit sloppy, and Chris Evans found her sitting on the curb and then tried to invite her back into his house so she could sleep it off. 
So this is her waking up. So he put me in a guest bedroom to sleep it all off. Chris told me he'd drive me home in the morning. In the span of 10 hours, we'd fast forwarded from complete strangers to people who let each other pass out in their houses. Except, again, he couldn't really kick me out because then I'd say, quote, Chris Evans kicked me out of his house here in the piece. We were friends, in other words, but not quite. When I awoke at 5.30 a.m., I slipped quietly out the front door, googling cabs L.A., taxis Los Angeles, and help me California on my phone. I was still kind of drunk and had no idea where I was, but there was something peaceful about the heavy, flowery air and the fog and the birds chirping and my heels clicking. And... That gives you an idea of just how everything went before all that. Like, it's just amazing. But I asked Edith if she had any different feelings about that story now that she's sober. No, I love that story. I mean, that's a that's a drunk story, too, in some capacity, right? I yeah, mean, for sure. Yeah. I think insofar as, like, everybody's always a different person. That was 10 years ago. And, I mean, that was, like, a great year for me. I was doing, started doing a lot of cool stuff. And, I don't know, I feel proud of myself and stuff I did then. I did that story for GQ and I was still like, I was, the hairpin had basically just started and it had kind of taken off and it had like a little bit of a slow beginning and then it took off and I felt like, oh, I can make something that people like. I love that Edith doesn't regret the Captain America story. There can be this tendency to view every drunk moment in your past through the lens of your worst experiences and mistakes, but there can still be good things that happen during a messy time in your life. Edith once had known that she didn't have a traditional rock bottom moment, but her drinking was a little unmanageable. I mean, I had low moments for sure. I mean, I, like I think instead of a rock bottom, it was just like cruising at a very low altitude for like a very long time being like, this sucks. I think that one of the more dangerous ideas is that in order to be someone who should or might want to stop drinking, they have to have something horrible happen to them. I don't know, it can just get really boring. You can just kind of like feel kind of crummy about your life and be like, well, what are some factors I can change? And it's like a big one. Edith's writing career was growing. After the Captain America article, her website, The Hairpin, really took off. I mean, she got more feature articles. Uh, New York Times Magazine came calling, I remember. And, And then... She kind of disappeared. I quit the hairpin because I was just really burnt out and I didn't have anything lined up. And then I kind of dissolved into like a puddle. I kind of fell off the face of the internet for like three years. Five or six years went by before I heard from Edith. I'd heard she was sober and I wondered if she had some sort of blow up. I wondered if it would be appropriate for me to reach out since I was also newly sober. But the last email conversation I had with Edith was in 2012. I didn't even know if her Gmail was active anymore. And then in 2018, my wife had forwarded me a comic Edith made called My First Year Sober. It was right before I launched The Small Bow. You should read this, she said. Now, I don't read comics very much. I'm, I'm not a graphic novel person at all. And so when I read Edith's comic, It was so endearing and so edifying. It made me actually appreciate comics. 
It's not an overstatement by any stretch of the imagination to say Edith's comic was one of the most influential things that I came across early on. It was that huge of a deal to me. Eventually, I got to ask Edith how she did get sober, and there wasn't a big blow-up moment, but she did have an important change in perspective. Turned out, the Edith read Easy Way to Stop Drinking by Alan Carr. Now, if you're not familiar with Alan Carr, he was a British gentleman who developed a very successful stop-smoking program that combined hypnotherapy and common sense that helped thousands of people quit their vices. And all substitutes actually reinforce this feeling. Substitutes that contain nicotine actually prolong the addiction. How can you cure addiction from a drug by taking the same drug that you're addicted to? It's absolute nonsense. I actually used this Stop Smoking book three years ago. I went from smoking a pack of cigarettes for 20 years to zero after I read this book. I don't know how it worked but it just reframed how I viewed smoking in my life. And Edith had a similar experience with the easy way to stop drinking version. I had gone into it being like, yeah, but sober people are kind of losers. <laughs> they have to like be in this permanent timeout for like the rest of their lives. Like, oh no, I, I'm not allowed to have the fun thing that everyone else can have. And that, I was disabused of that. The overall feeling I got reading that book was of elevating to another level. Instead of having to go down to a punishment zone, I felt like I was going up to like a much better place. And that was a real gift. It just recasts it in a whole different light. It was nice to be invited to believe that. It was very powerful. I started drawing and I started doing it a lot more when I stopped drinking because I had a lot more time. And after accumulating a bunch of illustrated journal entries, they eventually became part of her comic, My First Year Sober. Another early Edith fan was uh, Holly Whitaker, who also didn't take the traditional route to sobriety. Uh, she wrote a best-selling book called Quit Like a Woman, which was partly a how-to-get-sober book and part memoir about her own path to sobriety. Now, a little about Holly. Quit Like a Woman was a bestseller when it first came out in 2019, but recently Chrissy Teigen credited the book with helping her with her own recent sobriety. And then the book kind of blew up even more. So in many ways, Holly is Chrissy Teigen's Alan Carr, I guess. That might be a stretch, might be an insult. I don't know. So how does Edith fit into all this? Well, Holly recently came across the small book. She'd read about it when the New York Times did a little plug about us, but she didn't know anything about the newsletter except for one thing. So I found it. I subscribed to it. I read it for a while. I could not figure out who was actually behind it, except I knew immediately who Edith Zimmerman was. Like thousands of other people, she thought Edith's comic was uniquely special and relatable when it came to early sobriety. I want to say I read this and part of what was so fundamentally interesting about it was that I had this really lonely experience um, and it felt like I was the only person in the world that was experiencing what I was experiencing, which is why I started talking about sobriety and why I started talking about recovery and addiction to just find other people. I knew what I had been through was not unique, but still 
I want to say when I read this, it like checked all of the boxes from what I remember, which was how you drop into conversations with anybody you can, that you stop drinking alcohol. Um, because it's such a big deal. And you're just like oversharing with so many people. So we're going to have Holly read some of the parts of Edith's comic that she loved. I don't drink anymore. I don't drink alcohol. I stopped drinking. Have I told you I stopped drinking? I don't actually drink anymore. I keep trying to think of ways to share the story of how I stopped drinking, but it keeps seeming not right. And then thought bubble. Maybe I could write a book. Maybe it could be a blog post or a timeline or a comic or a comic timeline. In the end, it all still mostly feels like, I don't drink anymore. Can you believe it? And she's like shouting out from a window. And that just was one of those things that felt like exactly what I was doing. And everything else other people say really is true. Exercise is great. You do need more hobbies. Reading is great. Doing stuff, who knew? Plants are incredible. Feeling useful is better than being drunk. Would you feel ashamed, embarrassed, uncomfortable if other people knew how much you drink? Yes, that's why I go to various bars and liquor stores and drink alone a lot. Feeling like I couldn't share the truth of my life with other people was worse than the hangovers or any stupid stuff I did while drunk, generally and ultimately. I want to tell a story that would reveal how much I drink, but it would be horrifying and distract from the story, so I won't tell it. I need to stop drinking, but I could never stop drinking. And in this one, she's sitting at her computer and her hands are like in her lap or down by her side and there's a glass of wine, the dark background. I'm trying to think of other scenes to draw, but so much of it was just me and the computer. I was most honest about it when I was drinking. And here she is at a bar talking with a friend speech bubble. Honestly, I have a drinking problem. Probably, I mean. And then her friend has a thought bubble. Here we go again. Anyway, I'm not sure what the end of this is, but I'm really glad and kind of amazed I stopped drinking. Life is better and weirder and funnier and more colorful on this side, I swear on my life. And it's less expensive, skinnier, prettier, safer, healthier, better smelling, smarter, more challenging. There are more levels to play. I don't know anything. So yeah, Holly and I love the comic. It captured something about those early moments. I think one of the reasons that the comic was good um, or that people liked it was that I wrote it so soon after I had become sober. I think there's like a magic, a real power in right when you've like become something new and you're a total newcomer, but you still remember vividly how it was when you were on the other side and you're sort of like one foot in each room and you can like remember the bridge that got you from one place to the other, like with real detail. When I was drinking a lot, I was like, I don't really have that many feelings. People, like, talk about their feelings. And I'd be like, 
that sounds like a burden. Me, I don't care about almost anything. And I felt like that was kind of cool. It felt like a armor or something. I didn't know that was going to disappear when I stopped drinking. Like, if you feel, I, I felt very naked when I stopped drinking. And I think that's like an extremely common thing. This is part of what I loved about Edith's comic. I thought quitting drinking meant I wouldn't feel joy anymore. Like, I didn't know what joy was, though. When I got sober, I eventually felt everything. And everything I didn't want to feel before. But the better stuff came, too. Looking at myself and observing my life, like, looking in the mirror was hard. Right. You think that when you put away the alcohol, it's like, oh, everything's fine now. No. There's a lot of messes to clean up. Yeah. I have to work to get myself somewhere good. It's not like walking through a doorway, being in a good world and like having a nice life again. I mean, for some people, it might actually be like that, but there's just like a lot, you know, there's a lot of mess to clean up. There's a lot of distance to cover for me. It was fun. And it it wasn't just like dutiful distance. It was like, instead of just having a narrowing, obvious, repetitive path, I like finally was back to just, having my life be open again. Like, I can do anything now. All sorts of stuff could happen. Looking at stuff I had said and done and to people, like, that sucked. Right. It still sucks. Yeah. The process of cleaning up messes now has kind of just, like, become very much a part of what gives me uh, joy in some ways, right? Just, like, the ability to have that level of willingness to examine that stuff now. You know, which is just like a huge change. And just I, I, I can feel that change just like any sort of physical transformation. After I stopped drinking, I had a lot of energy and not a lot of people to talk to. I was just kind of figuring myself out again. So we did the change. She had come back from her time in the wilderness, collected her comics about it, but she had to reintroduce herself to the world and to the internet. So I was sitting at my kitchen table. It was maybe like late afternoon. And I hit like the button that turns something from draft to public. The comic is really long. (laughs) So like there is no instant response. So like I'm just kind of like sitting there like, one, is anyone going to read this? Two, what's going to happen? And then like, people started tweeting about it. And then like a few more people started tweeting about it. And then people that I knew, people like bigger voices started tweeting like really nice things about it and sharing it in other ways. For days, I was watching that. (laughs) I was having such a bad time in my life at that point. That was like a total shift. Oh, like not only is the story resonating with people, but like people don't mind the drawings. They don't mind the handwriting. They don't mind this is different. Maybe this could be real. Maybe this is something that like resonates with people. Like maybe I could do this. Even just this last week, I got an email from a small bow reader saying how much Edith's work meant to her. Quote, I'd long been a fan of Edith's writing, but I hadn't realized until I stumbled across the comic that she'd gotten sober. And it felt like the thing I'd been searching for to explain my own drinking that finally made sense. Edith's comic was a good reminder that the first year is like re-entering back into life, but also re-entering through a different door. But you get through it. 
it was definitely one of those like wherever you go there you are type things until the end and then I was kind of new love that Smokers believe that it's difficult to quit. Providing you realize that there's nothing to give up, you can quit not with a feeling of doom and gloom, but with a feeling of utter elation. Knowing that from then on, you'll enjoy social occasions more and be better equipped to handle stress. Next week, we'll speak with writer, author, philosophy professor Clancy Martin about sobriety, suicidal ideation, and staying alive. And I hope the heavy subject matter doesn't discourage you from listening. It's really, really wonderful and should help a lot of people. And after the interview, Clancy and Julian and I were, we were all just happy. Sounds weird, but stay tuned. Really Good Shares is hosted by me, A.J. Delario. We're produced by Julian Weller, Jackie Huntington, and Jessica Kreinchich, with production assistance from Lindsay Hoffman. Our theme music is Everything You'll Ever Need by Swamp Dog. And in this episode, Swamp covered True Colors by Cindy Lauper. Our executive producers are myself and Julian Weller. Special thanks to Mangesh Hatikater and Bethann Macaluso. Thanks to Edith Zimmerman for everything she's done to make the small bow better. And thanks to Holly Whitaker for being the voice of the comic. Thanks always to my dog Nesta for just being cool. If you liked what you heard here, check out thesmallbow.com. That's bow as in bow and arrow. We'll be back in two weeks with Clancy Martin, philosophy professor, writer, and survivor.
Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy-breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy-breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy-breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Boston Proper is for women who love distinctive style in styles that don't define them. Boston Proper designs are unique and made to fit flawlessly. Confident women wear Boston Proper as an expression of who they are with chic, polished styling and unforgettable looks that get noticed anytime, every day, and on any occasion. When you want that certain something in everything you wear, wear Boston Proper. Shop at bostonproper.com and wear it like no one else.